Welcome everybody to this online pranic festival that has an interesting change this year, you could say. One, it's being offered freely where you get to hear a lot of different people's experiences of their journey, not just with being nourished by prana physically, because so many people are at various stages of understanding of what's available for them with this source feeding matrix. And I would like to begin by saying it's like a field of potential. And when we are really risen, when we're really locked into that field of potential, there's no hunger anymore. You know, there is no um, misuse of energy that some of you are sharing with me that you notice sometimes in different matrices. But that's not the focus for us right now. We have just released another video on that where I'm wearing the same clothes. Today we want to go on to this. Look at this. <laughs> this is a little list of questions the Pranic um, Festival organizers wanted us to comment on. And I kind of like this idea. So let's play a little and see what comes through. The first question is, what is the difference between fasting and pranic nourishment? You can't compare. It's like trying to compare an apple with a um, carrot. Very different. Interesting systems. The fasting system, lovely. Long been used for healing physical ailments. Animals do this. They stop eating when they're sick. They give their body a chance to use that energy to reset itself, to detoxify, to release. So fasting is an incredibly powerful methodology for healing, detoxification and gaining great mental clarity. But after a while, your body starts to eat itself long term. With pranic nourishment, that is a very different reality again because we literally are being washed with waves of energy that are so powerful that we lose all our hungers. And you will notice in the pranic movement network that there are people at different levels of this there is often a big talk about oh, how advanced are you physically, like a comparison of this people who never drink and never eat. Oh, they must be the most advanced. Not necessarily. Then there is the levels of emotional nourishment. For example, when people truly are source-fed emotionally, mentally, spiritually, as well as physically, there is no misuse of energy. There is no seeking glory. There is no um, saying, doing the comparison game of this system is better than that system and I'm offering the best or none of that goes. There is no involved in the slaughter of life. People aren't 
continuing to taint meat, for example, because they're just too too much in kindness and compassion. That's just not in their radar anymore. There's definitely no misuse of sexual energy that can happen in many networks as well. So this source feeding paradigm is amazing once people are fully locked in, but they're not quite there yet. So you could say the pranic nourishment game is in the very beginning with people experimenting on different levels. We know the end result of what you can see and what you will see when people truly are locked in because it will be a state of harmony. It will be a state of unity. There will be no more comparison or any of that. It's just people will be locked in and happy and free. So pranic nourishment to me is about absolute freedom from all human hungers. That's question one. Text work. Takes fine tuning. It doesn't happen overnight and it certainly doesn't happen because um, you went to a festival, for example, unless you're already vibing close in the field. Okay, next question is, what is my opinion of COVID? How interesting. Could we simply say that it is a push, an invitation from the animal kingdom for us to let go of unconsciousness and to come into kindness. SARS, swine flu, bird flu, avian, all these things have been coming one after the other, after the other. I like to just see it as an opportunity for us to assess kindness. People take meat because mama did and grandmother did and it used to be a quick way of energizing the system, the old ways. But we're in a time of higher consciousness now and COVID, this current epidemic, is bringing in some wonderful things. I look at the positives. Fastest growing network in the world is vegan. People saying, no, I want to be really healthy and I want to be kind and I want to be compassionate. And so I want to, you know, be vegan now. And that's huge now because people are in a higher level of consciousness with that. Then we have no more pollution. Look how clean our skies are. Look at how wonderful the effects when we take the cars off the road and we stop all that production of the factories and the whole massive we will make money at the cost of the environment game. That's been slowed right down and we can see the benefits. We can see many benefits with people coming back to really bonding with their family. I see it all over Australia, with people just out bike riding and walking and doing things they haven't done for a long time. Gardening is a huge boom in my neighborhood. (laughs) Me too. I'm off the road. I'm not traveling and I'm having so much fun connecting with flowers and plants and my garden and so are my neighbors and everyone is beautifying their gardens. Everyone is stepping back so many, and really assessing 
how they've been out of balance, out of work-life balance. Men are telling me they just loved being home and watching, having a deeper interaction with their family and their children. And then once this passes, they're not going back to such an unbalanced way of life where it was work, work, work. So COVID, what is the trigger here? What is a higher picture here? Is it about absolute kindness and compassion to the animal kingdom? Just like source feeding can also be kindness to the plant kingdom as well. We've been out of balance. We've been deep in a patriarchal system. Many cultures have been deeply out of balance. And here comes something. An invisible little game flowing through that has no discernment. Whether we're rich, whether we're poor, whether we're this, whether we're that. If people's immune systems are not strong enough to fight it. And if it is their time to drop this body, to go into another zone, to get a new body of light, new upgraded DNA and come back, then that is happening as well. So it's a time of upgrades, 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 if you want to see it like that. Okay. Ah, what is, what definition would I give to your being of light? I don't quite know what they mean by that. (laughs) Because at our core, we are all beings of the greatest light and the greatest love and the greatest wisdom. Could the question be, Are we willing to engage in such levels of self-mastery and self-responsibility that we experience our full potential in a way that is nourishing for all sentient life? That's my interest and that's my game. (laughs) Okay, what advice would you give to people who are starting with pranic nourishment. This is interesting because there's categories, 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 as people like to say. Some people, it's like being told there's a really yummy, yummy, yummy warm bath and maybe you're a bit dirty and you've been working hard and you need a bit of realignment and a rest. And you hear about this delicious bath and you get curious. And so you walk over and you look at the bath and go, really? Is it possible that it can reset me and make me healthy and happy and clean again? I don't know. Hmm, I'll just watch. That's the curious ones. Then you have others and they see the bath and they go, oh, yes, I'm ready for this. I just know it's for me. And they step in the bath. But they're just standing in the bath and they're kind of up to their knees maybe in the bath water and they're trying to accomplish something but they're not immersed deeply enough. So they're the ones that get disappointed and go, but I did this process with this one and I did that process with someone else and it didn't work. Well, you're not immersed deeply enough. And remember, this is your journey and only you know the right path for you. And there may be kickers, what I call a push, and that push to immerse you, to drop you fully into this beautiful ocean that can take away all of your hunger 
And that may be something like patience. It may be something like humility. It may be something that you have completed those four initiations. Because remember, People are often hungry for fame. They are hungry for um, sex, sex energy exchanges, or they're hungry for um, power, or they're hungry for the money gain. They're hungry for all sorts of things. And you can find people like that in every network, as we said. And so for them, they're not quite immersed deeply enough because all of those types of hungers disappear when people are fully immersed in this bath of energy and only we can take ourselves there because only our pure essence nature knows the perfect formula to not just hear about the bath, the possibility, but to step into the bath and to be able to relax, 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 and then come back into a way of being that we all already know how to do. So this is a path of remembrance, but it's more than that. Your body knows how to do this. You just got to reawaken to that. That's why the paths are so unique, but you've also got to be prepared to spend the time through lifestyle. And so we have shared this formula of lifestyle for a long time all around the world because it's lifestyle that determines frequency, that determines our immersion levels because we need to be deeply immersed enough so we have no hunger on any level and we we have passed those four initiation levels. We are kind. We are aware of the fallout of how we operate on others. We would never engage in any way of being that would create disharmony in a field, for example. So we don't play the power games. I'm the teacher, you're the student. I'm the boss, do it my way. I can do what I want, whatever. (laughs) You know, the games people play in these various initiations of taking rather than operating harmoniously. So there's so many stages of pranic nourishment, but it's lifestyle, lifestyle, lifestyle. So for those of you beginning, no, you were either born to manifest this, this life, and if that's the case, that you are part of a particular group of bringers of change to physically, emotionally, mentally and spiritually demonstrate freedom, then you'll get all the support you need every step of the way to fulfill what you were born to do. Never look at someone in this network and think they are greater than you. Never give your power away to anything outside of yourself because that is the antithesis of what source feeding is about. Source feeding is about mastery, your mastery, your marriage back to a state of oneness with your pure and perfect nature. And only you know the formula for this. Ah, big question, big answer. Okay, 
Please tell us about a pleasant experience you have lived. You know, the most fun. Oh, no, I can't say the most fun. I've had so much fun. <laughs> 16 years old, learned to meditate. He was given wonderful techniques from an Indian guru who I'll always love. Whole body explodes in light. Whole body explodes in love. And I'm like, speechless, most beautiful, most incredible experience I think anyone can ever have is a revelation of our own pure and perfect nature and it is just love. And it is light and it is wisdom and it is power and it has the ability in moments to free us and reset our whole system. Pleasant, oh, so much more than pleasant, life-changing, mind-boggling, Wow, or wonder, please tell us about an unpleasant experience that you lived. Many, many. I've had people try to kill me. I've had people sexually abuse me. I've had people beat me up. I've had a lot of abuse in different ways, being the object of man's lust, men's lust, being sexually misused because I was innocent and unable to understand what was really going on and couldn't read the signals and so much more, being so hurt and disappointed that people can be so mean to each other being the subject of hate and gossip and, and rumor and misinformation, they're, they're not pleasant, <laughs> not fun. None of that is. But I look back on my life and every experience I've had, losing people I love, being killed, them being killed, them, you know, dying too young, everything you could imagine bad that could happen, I've experienced. But when I look back at it all, it's like, oh, it made me stronger. It made me wiser. It made me more seeking a bigger picture. It made me go into forgiveness. It made me seek to understand higher realities about how people can do these things to each other and feel that it's okay. The importance of making sure we operate in a way where there's no negative fallout on others is a commitment that I made when I was very, very young. And you hear us talking about this now. Understanding the destructive power of gossip, understanding and feeling <clears throat> disappointed when we began sharing of uh, being able to be nourished by prana and people would go to their guru or spiritual teacher and say, oh, I've heard people can do that. And that person would say, no, it's impossible. They're lying rather than I wanted them to say, hey, maybe that's their field of expertise. Go and ask them. See what you think. 
that is the answer I would have preferred <laughs> rather than rumor and innuendo and dismissal of things that are not people's fields of expertise. So I guess I would have loved more honor, more respect, more research because I was brought up with a, a father and in a field that said, honor your own intelligence, do your own research. Don't believe everything you see or hear. If something interests you, go and investigate with an open heart and an open mind, but with discernment. So I learned to do that as well, because like many of you, I've had many unpleasant experiences that have taught me a lot. And that's the point, isn't it? That no matter what we have, come into our lives that we learn and we grow and we, we become wiser. Okay, how do you see the world in the future in many years? Good question. Ah, uh, I'm, I'm the girl who sees life through rose-colored glasses because I'm born as a bringer of change to hold a paradigm that is for the highest good of the human life wave at this time. So I come descended from the unified realms, as do many of you. So my dominant frequency is my existence as a multidimensional in those realms. And I know what's coming for Earth because I've seen what's coming for Earth. And we are coming into the most brilliant time you could ever imagine. We just have to be loving and patient. We have to be loving and patient as this um, misuse of sexual energy, of financial energy, of the power games, of the all of these four initiations as they are complete, as people learn what they need to learn and then go, ah, I'm done, what next? And so, so many are like popping in the fields going, I'm done, I don't want to play like that anymore. So we've come into a time of yeses and no's. The yes of being, I am ready to experience who I really am at my core. If all spiritual traditions talk about enlightened state of consciousness and the Buddha state and the, the Nirvana state and the Shambhala matrix and oneness and the web of one and the law of love and universal law and all of this, it all of them talk about these fields of potential that we can vibrate ourselves into when we're ready, saying they are there, then they are there. But it means we've got to tune the channel. And now we're in a lot of channel changing and tuning. And a lot of that is also going, no, I do not want to be in the field of somebody who talks the nice talk, but isn't walking the talk because it's not in integrity and I want to be in fields of integrity. But we also need to stop playing the give my power away to other people around me, thinking they are greater, smarter, wiser, etc. than the pure nature I carry within. So it's a journey of revelation. It's a journey of remembrance. It's a journey of self-mastery. And that journey is going to deliver a collective outcome of an earth vibrating in the Shambhala matrix that will fill the prophecy of Buddha's pure land and heaven on earth. And many 
many are already in that matrix. Now, they may still be taking a bit of physical food because they like it and this is not their life to fully demonstrate source feeding, but they are kind in their heart. They are loving, they are caring, they are compassionate. And that very beautiful gratitude game, compassionate game, big-hearted game, the ability to love so wisely and well has locked them into this matrix. So source feeding, it's not, it's coming, but it's, we're still in the baby stages, getting organized on that. So patience, drop the judgment. We get so caught in judge, judgment, drop the fear. When we play the games of judgment and fear, we block entry to the very realm we are seeking by playing the game of comparison. Unconditional love, acceptance, higher awareness, understanding many patterns arising and are coming up for rebalance. And the end result is going to be the fulfillment of your dreams. You are the dreamers. Like me, I've been dreaming of an equitable world since I was a child. I was dreaming of children being number one priority, of children being taken care of, of no more suffering or misuse or abuse of children because I came from such a loving home and was so horrified when I heard that children were being treated in a certain way, when I heard of the rape and the abuse and misuse of women around the world and children, and it's still going on today, I was like, what? Where is the consciousness of people? Because from the realms I descended from, all of that's gone. And that future is our now if we can vibrate into that space of oneness because there is no future, because past, present, future coexist now and we can anchor ourselves in any zone we want. So this Shambhala zone, this heaven on earth zone, it's already there and more and more are finding their way, their path, their formula for being there and are beings now in the highest integrity who are so aware of the impact of their energy on others and make sure that they are a nourishing presence through all realms. That's source feeding. <laughs> Whether you do a bit of that, eh, being source fed is being free and being a nourishing presence through all levels of creation, not just this world, but all realms future looking good all right where are we which is your relationship with life and death i am having fun with these questions thank you team <laughs> i don't believe in it i don't believe in death i don't what is this is is this death a human construct you have a human body you don't have a human body you're still alive you have an animal body or not an animal body or you can live in animal bodies simultaneously as living in a human body you can be an angelic at the same time as living in the ascended master realms you can live as an interplanetary being in other star systems at the same time as living on planet earth you drop this body well you're still alive as vast vast multi-dimensional consciousness death that's a human construct. Death of what? You drop a body, 
you have a rest for a while, you're in an expanded state of the most beautiful, pulsating love, wisdom, consciousness who descends here and there and sends a little drop of their energy to play in different realms, often simultaneously. Hmm, what can you say about suffering? We suffer, we learn. I, you know, as I said, I've had many experiences in life that have been very challenging. But for me, I stopped suffering when I did two things. First one was, okay, this is happening for a reason. It's magnetized into my field for a reason. Show me the lesson. Show me the lesson here and show me the gift. And as soon as we ask to see what any situation is bringing us, from a growth lesson, wisdom point of view, and then the gift, which is always a virtue, then it goes so quickly and we lose an idea of suffering. Simply because we just go, ah, oh, well, this is interesting. What is this here in my field to teach me? <laughs> is it just testing to see how anchored I am in that pure energy of my own peaceful, deep, already enlightened, ascended nature. Because when we're anchored in the truth of who we are, nothing destabilizes us and we can handle anything. We also have a much higher understanding about why something is happening what is happening in the fields around us, what is happening on a global level, what is happening in the fields of others. And this is this infinite wisdom that comes from true tantric oneness. What is your financial, social, nourishing lifestyle? I bank with the bank of abundance. I trust that I am always given everything I need to fulfill what I was born to do with joy and ease and grace. I code. One of the things that I've understood in my last 47, 48 years of meditation is the relationship we each have with quantum benevolence. This benevolent energy that's always interacting with our dominant frequency transmissions. So when we get very clear here, when we're very heart, breath, brain coherent, we can operate in a very different way with the unified field, especially when we make the commitment in our heart and mean it that I am ready. All I am interested in is being a nourishing presence for all sentient life throughout all realms of creation. What's your heart's response to that? Can you just say, yes, 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 that feels right, that feels good, make this my truth. I am ready to fulfill what I was born to do with joy and ease and grace. Upgrade me now to the perfect networks of support on all levels so that I can fulfill this, what I was born to do 
in the most harmonious way with all sentient life so I can fulfill my highest potential, so I can be anchored in the unified realms, so I can be permanently anchored in the Shambhala Heaven on Earth Matrix, so I can support all sentient life that may need this support and to do it in a way that is for their highest good. I am ready. I am ready. I make this commitment. Make this my truth. Lock me into this matrix now. Yes. 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 That's my motto. Surrender. Open to experience who you really are. Open to experience your own inner abilities of telepathy, of clairvoyance, of clairsentient, of being source-fed, of being your best version self, but in a way that is for the highest good of all sentient life. Can we say yes, yes, yes to this? I'm ready. Make this my truth. I hope you've enjoyed our answers to these questions and it's been fun doing this. This is Jasmine doing what we do with the Embassy of Peace and our work is just about supporting self-mastery, supporting self-nourishment, supporting self-responsibility, supporting the journey of experiencing who we all really are at our core so that we can be free, we can dance together in this world and really enjoy that Shambhala freedom zone that is here for us all when we're ready. Source feeding, natural part of that. But remember, it's so much more than whether you get physical nourishment as a vegan or a fruitarian or raw foodist, which is a nice way to be, but then to even go beyond that and to unhook from the animal kingdom, the plant kingdom as well, <laughs> and just be in a nice vibration of harmony with Mother Nature, not needing anything, just being a vibrating, supporting, nourishing presence through all realms. Namaste to you all.